On a Sunday afternoon, two friends reflect over a sermon they had just heard on Sabbath based on the parable of talents. The topic of talents began a discussion among the friends as they walked home. Wow, that was so great. Yeah, it's amazing how God uses the talents that you have rather than the ones you want to have. I know, right? But to be honest, it kind of got me thinking. I don't even think I even have a talent. What do you mean? I don't think I have a talent. Do you have a talent? Yeah, well, I guess. I can sing. Kinda. Wow, really? Can you show me how? La 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 la. Wow, that sounds great. Let me try. La 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 la. Try breathing from your diaphragm. It's all about projecting your voice. Let's try do re mi. Alright, sounds simple. Do re mi. I don't think this is my forte. I agree. How do you use this talent for God? Well, I use my voice to sing for God. I sing songs to tell others how great God is. Wow, that's an amazing talent. I wish I had a talent that's as good as yours. Oh well, that's okay. Maybe you're good at something else. You're right, but at what? What could it be? Hey, I have an idea. Maybe we can find out what your talent is. That sounds great, but how? Hmm. Let's just look around town and see what we can find. All right, let's go. I'm sure God has something out there for me. And so the two friends went their way on the search for a talent unique to our young friend. As explained in 1 Corinthians 7, verse 7, For I wish that all men were even as I myself, but each one has his own gift from God, one in this manner and another in that. We all cannot be the same, for each and every one of us has a different role and part in the whole plan God has prepared for us. We may think we are ordinary and talentless, but God only sees the extraordinary in us because that is what he created in us. With a friend by their side to encourage them, what will they discover at the end of this journey? The friends continued their search for a talent. Soon after, they came across a field where they heard someone playing a, playing a game. Hey, look at Raven, oh, look go. Raven go. Hey, hey she scored. Oh. Whoa, that was so cool. Yeah, that's called juggling, I think. Soccer doesn't look too hard. All you have to do is kick a ball and stuff, right? I could definitely play soccer. Hey, that was a pretty cool trick. Thanks, dude. It took me years to get the hang of it. I could teach you some tricks if you like. Yeah, yeah that'd sure, that would be great. Okay, so what you have to do is put the ball right here, then kick it up, and then do this. You got that? Uh, yeah, I'll try. It's easy. Don't worry, you'll get it. All right, so I put my, I pull back, and I kick. Oh. Um, yeah, ouch. Um, uh, maybe we should try with something easier. How about passing the ball? How about this? Okay, it seems easy enough. All right. Oh. Uh. I don't think this is my talent. How do you use this for God? Well, I take care of my body. God says our body is a temple for the Holy Spirit. By taking care of my body, I honor God. I exercise and stay healthy and strong. 
and it helps us um, work as a team with respect. By being on a team is kind of like how God asks us to help others by communicating and using each of our strengths to reach our goals. Hmm. It all sounds great. Are you okay? Yeah. I don't think soccer is my talent. I'm having some trouble breathing. <sighs> um, well, do you want to at least play um, one game with me before you go? Yeah, sure. Uh, Why not? I don't know about that. Soccer and sports aren't really my thing either. Come well, on, don't worry. I'll go easy on you guys. Uh, no, no, no. That ain't gonna happen. Nah. Uh, why not? I guess it'll be fun. Hey, game on. The group went on to play a game of soccer. Of course, the soccer players won, but they all had fun nonetheless. Romans 12, 3-5 says, For I say, through the grace given unto me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more, more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith in one body, but all members do not have the same function. So we being many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. One gift or talent is not better than the other. We all have received our gifts from the same spirit working together to glorify God. What is the body of Christ without a hand or eye or foot? We all serve a purpose. Well, I guess soccer might not be my talent. Maybe not, but you'll find something better. Maybe you should rethink your goals. <laughs> well, soccer wasn't really a keeper. <laughs> okay, let's cool it with the puns. Besides, you'll find something else. Hey, what's that over there? Oh, that's Angie painting. Doesn't that look cool? All right, let's go check it out. Do you want to join us? Yeah, sure, why not? Hey, you think you could teach us how to paint? No. Nah, I'm just kidding. Of course I could teach you, but it isn't as easy as it looks. Bro, I doubt it's that hard. I'm pretty artsy. Just look at me. <laughs> I guess we won't know until we try. Can I have some paper, please? Yeah, of course. You're going to need some paint and paintbrushes, too, while you're at it. bad either. It looks pretty spectacular. Um, how's, um, yours coming along, Rain? Whoa, abstract art. That's so cool. Abstract what's that? I'm just trying to paint a tree. Can't you see it? Whoa, the emotion, the feeling, the colors. It's something, all right, but wait, what is it? It's a tree. Can't you see it? This is the trunk, and the branches, and the leaves, and an apple. Well, now that you mention it, I can kind of see it if I close my eyes and tilt my head to the left. Okay, art is a paint in the butt. Well, at least now we can see your true colors. Different strokes for different folks. <laughs> Uh, 
that was a good one. I guess art might not be my talent. No worries. Painting takes some time and practice. Choosing the right color schemes, the right subject matter. It can take a while before you can paint a good landscape scene or tree. Right. I'll pretend to know exactly what you mean. But how can painting serve God? God gave us these talents so that we may see the beauty in his creation. The birds, the trees, the waterfalls. Being able to paint them on a canvas allows us to share God's work with others. Wow, that's amazing. And so the group went on their way in search for their next adventure. By this time, our main character was a bit tired and discouraged. At times, it can be hard during our walk with God, lost and unsure of what our true purpose is. But we must remember Ephesians 2 verse 10, for we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. God always has a plan. He has prepared the way, and he has given us a purpose to fulfill. But if we do not truly seek God, we may never find or fulfill our true purpose. The parable of talents tells us in Matthew 25, an unused talent will pass a servant and onto a willing servant to be used. But those who truly seek God and his will can be assured by his promises and word that such a thing may never occur to them. God has given us everything we need to do what he has called us to do. No, I'm starting to feel like I might not find my talent. Nonsense, man. You just got to keep your head up. Maybe we should take a break. Excuse me, can I take a picture of you guys? Oh, yeah, of course. Please, you don't have to do that. Just be natural. <laughs> hey, how'd you do that? Do what? That. Can you show me? I could try. Oh, don't worry. I'll be your model. Okay, we can focus in there, and then you can press the button when you're, once you're ready, and you can zoom in using the lens. Did you get it? Let's see the picture. Let's see how it came out. Oh, man. What happened? My thumb is in the picture. Man, <laughs> I can't even take a picture. <laughs> Uh, you just got to uh, focus. Uh, <laughs> Dang. Hey, don't laugh. What? It's kind of funny. Hey, it's okay. No, it's not. You don't get it. What don't I get? Ah, uh, I can't do this anymore. Hey, are you all right? I'm tired of looking. I'm just going to give up. Give up? Yes, I'm done looking for a talent. I'm talentless. What do you mean? You have an amazing talent. No, I don't. I couldn't do anything right. Maybe you weren't able to because those are our talents. Can't you see you have your own talent? Yeah, I don't think any of us will be able to do what you have been doing. But I haven't even been doing anything. You've been doing so much. Haven't you noticed? Noticed what? That I can't sing? That I can't play soccer? That I can't paint a tree? That I can't even take a picture? You really don't see it? It's so obvious. See what? Do you remember what started this whole talent search? Yeah, God uses the talents you have instead of the ones you want to have. That's the thing. I don't have a talent. But you do! Oh, okay, okay. I guess. I mean, I could cook minute rice in 58 seconds. That's not it. Then what is it? 
You don't see the people around you. You're like a light. Like a flashlight? I don't get it. Well, it says, let your light so shine before men that you may glorify your Father in heaven. That's your talent. But is that even necessary? Of course it is. You may think it is small, but your talent matters to God. Hmm. You have a unique talent. Your light shines bright for others. That's why you are able to bring us all here together. You bring people together. You unite others. You are a light. We wouldn't be here if it weren't for you. Huh. But how do I use it? You already started using it. Hmm. I think I'm starting to get what you're saying. Oh man, I can't wait to share my talent with everybody. I, I, can't, uh, I hope I can please God with it. I'm sure you will, my friend. 1 Peter 4.10 says, As each one has received a gift, minister it to one another, as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. We have been given stewardship of a talent or many talents. We are responsible for what we do with what we are given. We demonstrate the success of our talents by the products of our work through glorifying God and serving others. As we unite, may we truly become the body of Christ as, to work as one single body with one single purpose, to honor God and minister to others. That's a tough act to follow. <laughs> well, good morning, everyone. Uh, I want to ask you a question. Adventurers, pathfinders, adults, do you like to get gifts? Receive gifts. It's nice when it's your birthday and you get a gift. It's nice when it's Christmas, you get a gift. It's nice when you do something and people who love you come to your house or, or, or the place where you are and they give you a gift. But gift over time, they have changed. Gifts have changed. See, back in olden days before department stores and Amazon was invented, people actually crafted gifts with their own hands. They made things, they quilted, they, they modeled, they painted, they, they formed, they created, they used wood and, and all kinds of materials to make gifts. But gifts have been evolving. And, and then when, when the stores came about, we buy gifts. We, we go to the store and get them. And now we don't even get a gift, we get one of these. You know what I'm talking about? Now, I don't want to make a commercial, so I'm going to flip it around. We, get, we give a gift card, a gift card. Now, something funny about gift cards is that um, there is a company or, or a website that's called marketwatch.com. And they discovered that last year, just last year, there were $130 billion gifted on, one of, on cards like this. And that is pretty cool because it's, it's convenient, right? If you're the gifter, it's really convenient. You go to the store, you get the card, you choose an amount, and you put it inside a card or an envelope. But what they discovered, I don't know, it's kind of weird. I'm kind of going around the flags, uh, is that um, roughly about $1 billion. How much? $1 billion in gift cards was unused. That's a lot of money. A lot of money. It is sad that imagine that you give that card. Well, I hope maybe you didn't give the $1 billion card. But you give a card and nobody uses it. You give the gift and nobody used it. 
See, God tells us in the Bible that he's given us all gifts. In 1 Peter 4.10, that was a Bible text for earlier today. It said, God has given each of you gift, a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. So out of this text, family, Pathfinders, Adventurers, we're going to learn a couple of lessons. And the first lesson we're going to learn is that we were made, I was made to be loved. That is why Jesus gave me gifts. Are you breathing this morning? Because God loves us so much, He gave us gifts. Because we give gifts to people we love. And we were made to be loved, so God shows His love by giving us gifts. A while ago, when I was young and crazy, well, mostly young, I'm still crazy, um, I, I used to pastor a church, and we needed to, to to raise money. And we had a crazy idea. We had a crazy idea that instead of bringing people to church to give money, we gave money to people. We called it the kingdom assignment. The kingdom assignment was something like this. I was going to preach a series on the spiritual, uh, on the gifts, on the talents, uh, the parable of the talents. And what happened was that on that first week, I made a call. I made a call for people who wanted to use their talents for God. So people came up to the front. And we had already made an agreement with the treasurer that we were going to hand a $100 bill for each one of the people who were coming to the front. Guess how many people came to the front that day? But before I told them, I invited them to come to the front, they didn't know that we're going to get money. Well, that day, 54 people came to the front. The treasurer in his pocket, he had $5,000 in $100 bills. So when he counted the people that came to the front while I was talking, he went back to the treasury and got four more $100 bills. So as I was handing in the bill, people were looking at them, checking if they were real or not. So they were looking at the money, they were, they, they, and, and they were asking, why are we getting money? So then I began to talk about the, the, the owner of the, of the land, the rich man, who gave talents to his servants. And I said, now this money is not mine. This money is not yours. This money is not the church's. This money is God's. And God is giving you talents. So for the next six weeks, you're going to use that money and you're going to invest it with your talents to make it grow for God's kingdom. So every week, every week as the series progressed for six weeks, I was telling the people to use their talents, to invest their talents. Now let me tell you, some of the people who came up to the front that day, that was the only time I saw them. So as the weeks were progressing, I was getting kind of a concern. On the fifth week, I said, family, next week we'll know what God has been doing with you, with your talents, how you've been invested. And it was kind of neat because people would talk about what they were doing. People were making flower arrangements. Some others make, making granola. All kinds of things were happening. The church was a buzz. And that day, before the message began, before the worship time came, the church was packed. And we could see people bringing envelopes, bringing jugs with money, bringing all kinds of things to the church. While I was preaching, everybody was waiting for me to tell them, this is how much we brought. But as I was preaching and getting to the part, when the master came back, 
and asked for the servants what they had invested their talents on. The treasurer came in and had me a paper. I looked at the paper and I put it back in my pocket. Now people are like, really? We want to know how much. When I completed the sermon, I said, I took the paper out and I said, God has blessed us. We gave $5,000 six weeks ago. And today, you, after you've invested your talents for the kingdom, God has multiplied to the tune of $32,000. God loves us and he's given us gifts. And because he loves us, he wants us to use our gifts, to invest our gifts. God also made us to be smart, to be smart. To be smart. Because Jesus wants us to use our gifts well. In 1 Peter 4 verse 10 in the second part it says, use them well. Use them well. Teresa Russo was a, is still a, a hairstylist, a hairdresser. And as she became a Christian, she was asking the question, well, how can I use my talent for God? This is a vanity talent. You know, people come to me so that they can look on, the, on their appearance to look pretty, to look nice. But it's only an outwardly thing. How can I use my talent for God? So she began to pray about that. And God gave it an answer. And about 20 years ago, she formed what is called today as him, H-I-M. Hairstylist and the mission. And this is what happened. Somebody's finding directions for somebody. I don't know. And, and this is what she did. Not only she gathered a group of hairstylists with her to go to places to, to give haircuts to people who can't afford it. And that's part of the mission. And that, that's pretty neat. But what she is focused on, what him is focused on, is on reaching other hairstylists who do not know Jesus. And so they can become Christians by using their talents. And they have learned something really interesting. One of them said, uh, we focus on evangelism to the beauty industry, which is filled with so much darkness. I want to bring the light of God's word into our industry. So, see, family, it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter what your job is. It doesn't matter what your talent is. It can be used for the kingdom. So God wants us to use our gifts well to be smart so that we can do something for others. The text also tells us in 1 Peter 4.10 in the third part, not only to use them well, but also says to use them. To serve one another. So God made us also to be of service. God wants us to be useful. Lorraine Blackmore was a 13-year-old, like some of you Pathfinders. And she was diagnosed with a terrible kind of cancer. When she was diagnosed through... The series of uh, chemotherapy and radiation. She felt really cold after the treatments. So the only thing that she held on to was some, th some blanket that she called 
Mrs. Mildred's blanket. Before she was born, there was a neighbor, Mrs. Mildred, and she had knitted this blanket for her when she was born. So after the treatments, after the, 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 the chemotherapy, she would feel really cold, and the only thing that gave her comfort was Mrs. Mildred's blanket. As she went through the therapy, God worked a miracle in her life. And she, with the help of God, defeated cancer. So she said, if God gave me comfort through Mrs. Mildred's blanket, I can help others to have comfort as well. And she talked to people, to people who knew about people who knew how to make blankets. So now at the hospital where she was treated, she made sure that the missionaries who were helping her, they contacted a, co a, a company in Bosnia who would make the blankets for very little money. So now she got all these blankets to give to all the kids with cancer in the hospital where she was treated. And she said, if I was comforted by Mrs. Mildred's blanket, every child in the same situation needs a Mrs. Mildred blanket. Because God made us to be useful and to serve others. Family, today I'd like to tell you something. And this is that God is giving you gifts. God is giving you abilities. God is giving you talents. And God is giving you the opportunity to be useful for the kingdom. Perhaps you cannot give $100 bills. But perhaps you could give 100 minutes of your time. Perhaps you don't have 100 talents. But maybe you only have one. And that's all that God needs for you to use for his kingdom. So that the kingdom can be built and people could have a Mrs. Mildred blanket. Something that will give them comfort. Some, something that will give them warmth. Something that will give them hope. And you know what's even better than Mrs. Mildred's uh, blanket? The hope of Jesus Christ. Because there's nothing that gives more worth, not, warmth. Nothing that gives more comfort. Nothing that gives more hope than knowing that even though we might go through difficult times, we have a Savior, we have a Lord, we have a God who is willing to give us what we need. But we are His hands. We are His feet. And no one can know about Jesus if we are not His instruments. So adventurers, pathfinders, adults... This morning, the invitation that the Pathfinder Club wants to give to you and the Adventure Club is that whatever your talent is, use it for the kingdom. Because God is giving it to you so that you can be a light to those in darkness. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for your blessings. And we thank you for the opportunity you've given us to be useful for the kingdom. Give us the wisdom we need to use our talents well. And Father, as we go out of this place, give us the opportunity to serve others who need what we so abundantly have. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.